Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another night of broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments heard on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. If you are generally sensitive to certain topics and or have spiritual beliefs that prohibit you from discussing or participating in certain topics of a sensitive nature, listener discretion is advised. And now, located in Nashville, in the bright golden studio of the Soul of America Radio, I present to you right now, Tony Starling in Tony Starling's Way ahead of me. 
really enjoying being back in the studio. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not really. Did you bring the music back up? Who did that? I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How about, how about bringing it down a bit more, folks? I appreciate you. I love you, too. <laughs> um, I am I am very thrilled to be back. I, I don't really feel it tonight, I guess because of my topic. Uh, tonight I've got a special show, um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it in, in just a second, of how it came about. Um, and uh, it, it is rainy here in Birmingham, Alabama. And um, it's been a nice day so far. You know, peaks and valleys, that's what life is about. But I'm a survivor, baby. I'm like a cat. Cat always laying on their feet. So your boy always lands on his feet. Can you hear me? I'm going to make sure that my mic is on because somebody's telling me that they cannot hear me. Let me make sure that all is well. While you guys. Hold on a minute. I guess I am. You say so? Okay. I'm gonna check my source out. Hold on a minute, y'all. Don't go nowhere. 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 Yeah, I'm back in the studios, baby, and and uh, checking my sound right now. Okay, I'm on. I'm live. 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 Y'all lied to me. Somebody texted me and told me that I wasn't sound. That you couldn't hear me. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I can. You you can hear me good. Now the little the little red thing is moving. Okay. All right. Well, look here. Tonight I've got a very uh, a, te- a a show that really uh, I've been thinking about for years, and um, this has been an issue that's been on my mind for a long time. Um, kind of bothers me tonight, even as I speak. Thinking about it, um, it produces anger sometimes when I think about it, and Christians can get angry. I mean, I'm sorry, we we, we can, we, we, you know, we're not perfect. Uh, it produces um, a lot of thoughts that um, I probably would have to deal with uh, because, you know, we as, as people of color have been through a lot, and this kind of stuff is just totally uncalled for. But tonight's show came about because... And I'm going to explain it, I'm sure, a little bit later. But tonight's show came about primarily because of some uh, contact I had with uh, two of the founders. Uh, They're my guests tonight. And um, I'm not going to steal the glory from them, but uh, two of the founders of the um, Black and Missing Foundation. uh, And they've been on, and and I'll talk to them about it in the interview. Uh, They're already in the studios. they they uh they they've been on the View they've been on Michael Basden they've been on Ricky Lake they've been on CNN talked to the famous Anderson Cooper that all the women love 
um, they've been um, featured in People's Magazine, and in this most recent recent issue of Jet Magazine, they um, had an article about, you know, they were part of a, a special investigative report that Jet Magazine did on Missing and Black, Where is the Outrage? And they have partnered, and, and we're going to get into this in the interview, but they've partnered with TV1, Find Our Missing, and uh, it is a, a excellent show. I came across it by accident, actually, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it dawned in the back of my mind on a commercial break. I said, they're talking about somebody black being missing. It just, you know, I, I, I'm not used to that. So tonight's show premises around the fact of black people being underreported in the by, by the media, the national media, and we uh, and my guests tonight um, are going to get into some conversations, and then after that, I'm going to briefly uh, uh, go over some things. And I, I don't know if I'm going to take calls or not. Probably not. I don't really care for calls, but I'll take them. I don't really care to get involved like that. I just like doing my show. I don't beg for calls. I don't, you know, I I just do my show, and then I get off. Um, so if you, uh, I see the boards are, are, are got a, quite a few people listening, and if you decide to talk, you can press one. That will put you in a caller's queue, so I'll know you were the first one that pushed the button, and then you'll be the first call should I decide to take calls. So, with that being said, uh, tonight would have been the, the third show for the Elderly in America show, uh, The Forgotten Generation. And so I had to postpone the last show for this one because of an event that the guests are going to announce that they're having this weekend, and I didn't want to miss that. So... I postponed that last show of the elderly until next Friday, and then after that, I'm going to get into some other good stuff that I've got planned. Um, I've taken a, a different attitude toward this talk radio, and um, I had to pull away from it a lot. Um, so I, I won't be as active uh, as I have been with promoting and um a lot of the stuff I had I had done. Um, sometimes in life, you know, you can do more than you know than you need to. When you got God on your side, you don't have to do a lot of stuff. You know, when, when, if God is truly on your side, uh, you just have to keep an eye on Him. So I, I'm going to do more of that and less of what I have been doing. And I uh, got a lot coming up. Got uh, one of my sons is graduating this year, and we're trying to get him in college and. Uh, some other things I got going on, uh, so uh, I won't be as much of a presence as I have been, but the Soul of America Radio is always going to be here. I don't plan on it going nowhere. We have a two-year a a two anniversary coming up on the 29th of this month, so in 26 days, we will have, we will, Soul of America Radio will be two years old, and uh, I've got a lot of information coming up on that. So anyway, kind of straying off the subject, but that's the premise of what the show is about tonight. And the first thing I want to do is read something that I got when I posted about the show on my 
Facebook page, I got a, 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 a comment, and I was waiting on somebody to give me some off-the-wall comment, and it came from just the person I thought it would come from, uh, but I, I wanted to read what was written. Now, what I did was I posted that I was having the show, and basically to listen, what time? So he, he he puts this down here. He puts down, here's his reply to my request that he be a part of the show. He says, will anyone be touching on the proven fact that the FBI has reported large spikes in the rises of neo-Nazi and skinhead organizations? And as a part of membership and ranking, it is well documented that the initiation rituals of boot parties are used. Boo parties are where members show loyalty to their race by shedding blood or even killing for the white race. By default, it is it, it can be reasoned that if neo-Nazi and skinhead numbers are rising and they hold to rituals whereby they hurt and kill people whom they consider undesirable, those numbers of people deemed undesirable would also see spikes in missing and murdered members. I don't see how we can have a serious conversation about our missing children and not talk about the elephant in the room. I wanted to address that first before I did anything. Before I went to the toilet, I wanted to address this. Uh, first of all, the show is not investigating the cause, and this jet and this show is based on this um, Jet magazine that I saw, which, which says, Missing in Black, Where's the Outrage? If you read most of the documentation or if you wait and listen to the show, you'll see that we're not, this show is not about the cause of missing people, black, white, Puerto Rican, whatever. We are not dealing with why people are missing. What this show is dealing with, and maybe I should have explained it better. I thought I did. I mean, a two-year-old could have picked up on it. What this show is dealing with is the media not reporting the way they do for young, white, young, pretty, white females. In other words, young, pretty, white females, everybody knows Natalie Holloway, right? We all have heard that name, right? So why are there no black women or men or children on a national basis with the kind of attention they're getting. That's what this show is about. So all this talk about the skinheads, and I call the FBI and leave a message with them and let them know what you that you own to something. And maybe you can start your own blog talk station, and you can talk about skinheads and neo-Nazis and your theory as to why people are turning up missing. Meanwhile, when a person is kidnapped, sir, a, a female, when a black person, female or male, is kidnapped, the statistics prove that within three hours they're dead. So what does what you're saying have to do with the price of beans? I appreciate the comment. Your last statement read, I just don't see how we can have a serious conversation about missing children and not talk about the elephant in the room. Because of what I just said. To me, it's more important. See, 
coming up after the after I uh, and I'm, I'm pressed for time now. I'm gonna go ahead and start coming up. I'm going to show. Uh, uh, that's why you need to hang around to the show, sir. I'm not gonna call your name, but I'm I'm sure you're listening. Uh, hang around to the end of the show, and I got some uh, information for you from that. When I come back from break, I'm about to go to break now. Uh, my first break. When I come back from break, I'm going straight into the interview. I've got my guest in the studios. And we're going straight to the interview. Okay? Three two three seven eight four nine six three eight gets you in the call as Q. I don't know if I'm taking calls or not. I'm really got a job to do tonight. I really got something I'm trying to convey. So I don't really beg for calls. I don't care for calls. I want to get some information out there to you because that's what we do here at the Soul of America Radio. So I'm Tony Stallings. You listen to the Tony Stallings show. It's about seventeen after eight o'clock. When we come back from this break, I'm getting straight into the show. All right, be back. Welcome back to the Tony Stalling Show. We're about to get into the show. We got guests coming up, Derricka and Natalie Wilson. They are in the Soul of America Radio Studios, and we are starting the show right now. Jet magazine, and it had a silhouetted black girl. Special investigative report missing in black. Where's the outrage? And I flipped through it, and um, I became outraged. And um, it talked about how the media biases the pretty white girls over basically anybody, but especially people of color. And as I flipped through it, I came across uh, information that I was not aware of. And thank God for Jet Magazine and other publications that lets black people know what's going on out there. And I came across two young ladies that had a, uh, something that I, I just felt like I had to share. I came across 
Erica Wilson and Natalie Wilson. They're the founders of Black and Missing Foundation. And Derica has a background in law enforcement, and Natalie has a background in public relations. And these young ladies are a dynamic duo. They're partnered with TV One with a show called Find Out Missing, and they've been partners with Michael Basden. They've been interviewed on CNN, Ricky Lake, The View, Washington Watch. They've been featured in People's Magazines, other publications, and, as I mentioned, the um, April 29th, 2013 edition of Jet Magazine. Well, uh, ladies, welcome to the Soul of America Radio. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Yeah, it's a wonderful. I know you. I know you, uh, young ladies, are busy. I, I've, I've been looking at your site, and I'm amazed. And I know why we have the site. I know exactly why because it is definitely true that media does tend to bias their reporting, and I've been saying this for years. But what made you to roll up your sleeves and say enough is enough? What happened to just make it work for you the way you went into this thing? Well, there was a young lady that went missing from my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, by the name of Tamika Houston. She vanished without a trace in 2004. And months later, Natalie Holloway went missing, and her story was dominating local and national news. But I just remember when Tamika went missing, her family struggled to garner any kind of uh, public, you know, any kind of service from the media, whether it was local or national. And so it just really had a sore spot in my heart. And Natalie and I started doing some research, and we realized that instead of us sitting at home doing nothing about it, we wanted to channel our professions to better serve our community. And like you said earlier, me being in law enforcement, Natalie in public relations, we possess the two critical professions needed in finding missing persons of color. And so when we started the organization in 2008, 30% of missing persons in the United States were persons of color. That number has since increased to 40%. And I know that um, I've been reading up on some of the statistics, and they were very alarming. And I know when you first got this uh, foundation started, Black and Missing Foundation, I'm sure you did what anybody would have done. I'm sure you went to media uh, media executives and uh, TV executives and, and, and explained to them what you wanted to do. And I've heard some of your other interviews do you mind sharing what are some of the things that uh, you heard from some of these media executives and television? What were they telling you uh, as to why they couldn't go, the mainstream media per se? Well, one of the greatest challenges that we have is getting media coverage for our missing individuals. And as you know, media coverage is very important because it alerts the public as to who is missing and it puts the pressure on law enforcement to add additional resources to the case. So what we've been hearing um, from initially from some of the media outlets is that, you know, these are not stories that um, their audience or their um, viewers are really into. And, and as you know, wow. advertisement dollars, you know, that sells and that, would, that keeps the radio stations or the TV stations going. So... We have created platforms. We understand um, 
that that's their issue, but we have created an outlet. We have created um, platforms for these families, such as our clearinghouse. We have our untold stories where family members can upload pictures or videos of their missing loved ones. Um, we utilize social media. So we, we understand that there's an issue. We understand that there are challenges. But we're doing what we can, and we are creating avenues for our people, our missing people, to be featured. And, you know, you mentioned your website. You do more than just give a, a place for people to upload pictures. You go into uh, some tips. I think you go into uh, some educational um, information, don't you, to help people a little bit deeper than that? That is correct. Education is the key. So we want our community to understand that these are issues that are that are affecting our community, and we want to give them the necessary tools to be proactive. Um, in addition to that, we also conduct searches. We partner with the families and the police department to distribute flyers. So we are actually on the ground working with the families as well. Oh, that's great. And we, and have, I... resources. we have resources on our website, um, mm-hmm. Erica's in law enforcement, and there we have created a checklist where family members will know what to do from A through Z when their loved one goes missing. That's definitely, definitely uh, a plus in this particular arena because um, I, I wanted to read something quickly. I was on Facebook, and I came across a young lady. Uh, she had a little, a brief diary of events that she went through, and I wanted to just share it with you uh, because a lot of listeners, uh, some people might hear this in podcasts and might be in that situation. She says, this is my daughter. She's been missing for 24 hours. And she said she last saw her getting on the school bus. Police said they won't look for her because she doesn't have disabilities. And so they listed her as a runaway. That was within the first uh, 24, 14 hours. The next entry says, it's been 31 hours, and I've been passing out flyers for anyone that will take them. The next entry, entry says, I feel so helpless. My daughter, my daughter needs to be home. She's been missing since Friday, and that was uh, Saturday. If anybody knows anything, please help. Now, she's utilizing Facebook at this time, so she asked them to keep using timelines and keep posting. Then she comes back a little later, a couple of hours later, and says, if anyone's willing to go canvas, please do this for me. Please help me go canvas. Please help me. Now, mm. entry number five was unique. It says, it's been about 36 hours, and my baby is missing. Get this. The police will not put out an Amber Alert because she's over 10 and doesn't have any disabilities. Her case won't be assigned until Monday because missing person mm-hmm. works Monday through Friday. News won't report it unless the police ask them. Please help, she says. And finally, the last entry I'm going to read, uh, she says it's been 38 hours and my baby is still not home, but her information is now listed with black and missing. And about, well, from seven, eight hours later, she was recovered. And um, I could hear the terror in her building up to that moment. Uh, for somebody that might be listening now that may have just discovered that or uh, may need to know, 
what would you tell them the first thing? Because I know Tara, you know, Derrica knows it, and I understand that in law enforcement we react differently, but the common person panics and has fear and can't get rid of it. What would you suggest the first thing they should do if they're in a situation and they're black? The, the first thing that any family should do if they have a missing loved one is report it immediately. And we know when it comes to children, um, it can be reported immediately, and sometimes law enforcement may not want to act on it. Um, but the families have to be persistent, and they have to start the cycle themselves as far as distributing, you know, the flyers, providing law enforcement with up-to-date photos. What we have seen with the organization is that social media has been so vital what we need people in the community to understand is that we need for them not to just like our profiles that we're posting. We need for them to share it as well because right. someone out there knows something, and that one person may hold the key that can end this nightmare for any family that's going through this. This child was missing for 36 hours, and you know yourself, Tony, Typically, when children go missing, according to the FBI, uh, in the first three hours, they're they're usually murdered. Right, that's true. Right. And then within, and that's over seventy percent of them. Over eighty percent right. of them are murdered within the first twenty-four hours. So that lets people know that time is of the essence, and that this is not a time to just sit back and not say anything. We all need to come together. It's not the sole responsibility of law enforcement. It's law enforcement, it's media, it's the community. We all have a very important role to play. And I wanted to just speak on this really briefly because Nellie and I, we understand the lack of trust that our community has when it comes to law enforcement. So we've created this anonymous tip line. If someone knows something out there, we just want them to come forward. We're not interested in who this person is that's providing this information. At the end of the day, we just want to provide closure for the families, and we want to provide closure for law enforcement on their books as well to get these cases closed. Okay, hang on right there. We'll be right back after this brief message. Tonight, get a pen and pencil, 
continue the show. Thank you for listening and have a blessed evening. Find out how you can join us in the chat room by going to www.soulofamericaradio.com. If you're listening via phone and you want to speak to the host, press 1 now. Worldwide Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. We're back to the Tony Stalling Show. And now, here's Tony. We've been talking with Derricka Wilson and Natalie Wilson, and they're founders of Black and Miss Foundation. And as I stated earlier, that uh, Derricka has a background in law enforcement and Natalie in public relations. Um, just to change the shift, the shift, just a little bit, just to shift gears just a little bit. What is the fascination about pretty white girls? What is it about them that makes them get lifted up and put on these media bars? What is it about that? Well, I think it's um, society. I mean, we have put these young women, um, they are looked upon as being the it girl, I guess, and our lives or African-Americans, minority people, are not as valuable or not as valued. So as a society, we have to change, and we have to stand up and say, you know what, we're important too. Um, And to preface this by saying we don't try to dishonor anyone at all, but Mm -hmm. our people deserve to be found. They deserve awareness. These families deserve closure. Well, What's one case that either of you can think of that is the most memorable case for you that you've done since you've been doing this? Wow, there's so many, Tony. (laughs) All of them. Yes, (laughs) there's so many. Um, I know Natalie can also confirm that there are no two cases that are alike. Every case is unique and every case is handled differently. But I will say, for me, uh, one that really stands out in my mind um, is the Jada Clark story. Um, She was a three-year-old at the time who was missing Mm -hmm. from Florida, and um, she was actually recovered in Washington, D.C. And her mother, she was at her wit's end, same as the mother that you were just speaking of from the Facebook Mm -hmm. postings. And this mother was contemplating uh, ending her life because she just didn't have nowhere else to turn. And I remember her calling, and I spoke with this mother on the phone, and she was in tears. And I told her, I said, if you would just give us the opportunity to help you, we will help you get your daughter back. And she told me during that conversation that we were her last hope. And I told her, I said, if you just allow us to help you. And as a result, Natalie and I went into full swing. Within 72 hours, we were able to get her story at that national level where it needed to be, and that was with our partner on the Michael Basin Show. 
as a result of that, someone heard the broadcast that knew the person that had the child, the father, and uh, forced his hand to turn him in. And as a result, this mother was reunited with her daughter who turned four three days earlier. Oh, and this child was missing for six months. Wow. So, you know, that wow. stands out to me because it just, it there was just confirmation that there's so much work that needs to be done and we're on the right track to bring in smiles to, to these families. You know, not every case is a happy ending like this, but at least we can help right. these families have closure. Wow, and and that 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 touched me right there because, you know, I I have four children and and fortunately three of them out of the house grown, um, but anytime you hear about the safe return, um, that that's your heart, a hundred percent. I went through your site and looked at the testimonies and they're beautiful and all of them pretty much say the same thing. I, you were my last hope. And this young lady here that I read, the uh, I'm just not going to say her name because I haven't spoken with her about this, but uh, I sent her, it's ironic that it was today that I saw this, and I frantically sent her a message that says, I put your link in it and your number, I said, call them right away. And she sends me this little message back saying, already did, child found. <laughs> so you guys are great. And um, I want you to share with the with, with the listeners out there uh, not only your contact information, but anything else that you feel is vital uh, that they can do or that, that they need to know about uh, what's going on with you. Well, on May 25th, we will be hosting our first annual 5K run or walk. It's called Hope Without Boundaries. And what we want families to know is that we are working diligently and we want them to hold on to hope that their loved one will return home or they will get the closure they need. We're asking for the, for the public to come out and support us. It's also National Missing Children's Day on May 25th. And they can go to our website to register, and that is bamfi.org. And just get involved. Help us help these families. Wow, and uh, it it has truly been um, a blessing helping you. And could you do me a favor and give out that one more time, that um, website one more time? Okay. It's BAMFI.org, B-A-M-F-I.org. And we also ask, your listeners to please follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and they can access those social media sites directly from our site. We send out alerts numerous times a day, and they may know someone that is missing and can help reunite this missing individual with their family. Beautiful. And also I would encourage them, if they go to the soulofamericaradio.com, I have placed a link to the left that goes to Black and Missing Foundation. I would encourage them to get a banner, as I did, and to post it on their site. Ladies, I really appreciate you uh, for coming out, and you're doing a, a heck of a job, uh, the dynamic duo, so to speak. And if there's anything we can do here at the Soul of America Radio, um, the platform is yours. As little bitty as it is, it's yours. And thank you for coming out. Thank you so much for having us.
Bernadette Salmon, and you know me as Thelma from the TV show Good Times. And I am hanging out with Tony on the soul of American Radio. Yeah. 
a duper hit from the 70s, Gloria, and it kind of reminds me of, well, I can't go into that, kind of, I'm not going to go into that. Y'all aren't going to talk me into going into that. I'm Tony Stallings. Welcome back to the Tony Stallings Show. And, man, that was a superb interview with Derek and Natalie Wilson. And, you know, I didn't read their mission statement. Their mission statement um, is the mission of BAMFI, that's, um, that's their acronym for Black and Missing Foundation Incorporated. The mission of BAMFI is to create awareness about missing persons of color and provide resources to the black community concerning locating missing persons. And this is of vital importance. And I decided to do a show on this tonight. This was supposed to be, like I said earlier, the third uh, show with the with the uh, elderly abuse, but uh, Derricka and Natalie have an event that's coming up that they've already told you about, and I wanted to get that on the air. Uh, so um, we partnered with them, and I think they're outstanding. Um, I've got quite a bit of information to cover tonight, and it's going to be a minute before I get actually directly to the phones because tonight I really want you to buckle down and you know I would love to have you participate but y'all not going to participate most of y'all are going to sit there and listen and this is one of those shows that we as a community we as a people we as a race need to come together open up and give dialogue on this dialogue on this kind of thing let's face it let's be honest about this thing this is something that we're going to have to come together and push 150% each one of us. This isn't anything to be silent on. This isn't something I'm doing to entertain you tonight. This isn't something that you should look to me for all the answers for because I don't have all the answers. We as a community are going to have to do what we can to put the fire up on the media to get them to get the word out. That's just all to it. I mean, it can't go any other way. I wanted to start off giving you some facts and cases and statistics. I don't like statistics pretty much, to be honest with you, but I just can't think of any other way to do this to get things kicked off to where we can have a foundation. Okay? And I think Derricka and Natalie did a great job of explaining their foundation and what they do. And when we say that they're working with TV1, as I said earlier, there's a show that's called Missing, uh, Find Out Missing, I'm sorry. And it specifically focuses on African Americans because we don't get the media coverage. So they are providing, in a sense, a media coverage and national on a national format. So that's wonderful. Let's take it for example, Felicia Barnes. She's a 17, she was a 17-year-old track star and honor student from Monroe, Monroe, North Carolina. She was in Baltimore for Christmas holiday to visit her three siblings, okay, Dina, Kelly, and Brian. They were her three older half-siblings, they put it. Now, she was a typical teenager. She was happy, bubbly, you know, enjoying time with her sisters, going to the mall, etc., taking pictures, watching the movies. But... What was supposed to be a joyous reunion turned up to be a horrible nightmare for her and the family. On December 28, 2010, Felicia disappeared from Dina's apartment in Northwest Baltimore. And sadly, at 7.30 a.m. on April 20, 2011, workers spotted a body floating in, the, in a river 
and it was later confirmed to be Felicia's. And in early 2012, her ex-boyfriend was charged and later convicted, overturned, and is pending a new trial now. But the circumstances surrounding Felicia's case is troubling. But what's also troublesome is how, for the first few weeks, her case garnered little or no media attention nationally, despite her story being in consistent rotation on the local media circuit. This initial lack of attention has resonated a deep-rooted dialogue about how the national press fails to provide balanced coverage on a diverse population of missing people. It's just not their people. They just are not providing the coverage we need to get people found. In 2009, a total of 719,558 missing persons records were entered into the National Crime Information Center's missing person file. Okay? A little over 30% of those missing are African American. Now, they are only they only count account for about 12.9% of the population. While whites who make up 79.6% of the population in the United States, account for 60% of missing persons. Although the number of white missing persons also includes the number of Hispanic missing persons, according to the NCIC Missing Persons and Unidentified Persons Statistics. Despite the statistics, <laughs> despite the outrage, the group meetings, the articles, the news reports, media sensation continually revolves around one specific type of missing person, a white woman. Now, you can hate me for saying that. You can call me racist. Whatever you want to say, the facts speak for themselves. This doesn't mean that, a matter of fact, it doesn't mean anything but what it is. It's the facts. The American public is very familiar with the disappearances of white women. Think about it. Chandra Levy, Lacey Peterson, Natalie Holloway. And yet, besides Felicia's case, you know, she got that little bit of media attention. No other missing black female has entered the national psyche, which was written by D. Wright of the Baltimore Sun. No other black female has entered the national psyche. Can you believe that? What, are there no black females missing? Matter of fact, there is only one difference between these missing children and and women. And that is color. That's what... Uh, Gatane Borders, president of the Peas and Their Parts, an organization established in 2007 to assist in finding missing children of color. Now, Felicia and Natalie Holloway's story are very similar. We know that. Their stories are similar. Both are smart, beautiful, going places. Both have disappeared or had disappeared in an unfamiliar town. But Natalie... Holloway got round-the-clock coverage 
whereas news of Felicia had just started gaining momentum a little over a year ago two years ago rather I'm sorry even the Baltimore Police Department was baffled by the lack of media attention that Felicia's case was getting initially. Baltimore police spokesman uh, Anthony Gumalimi said he, relentlessly he pitched Felicia's story to the national media and received no response. The man as a police officer was really trying to get help. And the media didn't respond. He said it was frustrating. He thought that Felicia Barnes' case deserved the same treatment as Natalie Holloway's case. He said this just isn't a Baltimore story. It's an American story. So why did she not get the same constant, round-the-clock media coverage that Natalie Holloway got? What's the difference? And unfortunately, everyone... A lack of proper media coverage and assistance reduces the chance of a successful reunion or closure for the families of the missing child, explained Derricka Wilson in an interview. She's president, of course. We just got to talk to her in the Black and Missing Foundation. For example, Letitia Frazier, a 19-year-old from Washington, D.C., went missing in August, and her case did not receive any national attention, let alone local attention. When a local and not so popular channel in the metropolitan area first aired Frazier's story, a viewer saw her picture and called in with a tip that led to the arrest of her boyfriend. Her boyfriend got arrested because of that one little airing in late January for her murder and her body has still not been found. So you've got to be asking yourself, how can this be? How can this be? Why is it that this is happening? How can this be happening? What is going on? And I've got some statistics here that are going to blow your mind from the Federal Bureau of Investigations and from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And I'm going to take a brief break right here so I can get some stuff lined up for you. Don't go nowhere. I've got lots of information coming. I'm going to open up the phone lines. It won't be that long. I've got to get this information out of the way. I'm going to open up the phone lines a little bit later and kind of discuss this with uh, a couple of people and see where it's going. And uh, we'll go from there. Uh, and also, I've got I've got some good stuff coming up a little bit later that I want to tell you about. So hang in there. You're listening to me. I'm Tony Stalling. This is the Tony Stalling Show. Don't go nowhere. I just got to get a few things together. I will be right back after this. I'm 
Hey, this is Tony Stallings, and go ahead and go to soulofamericaradio.com and get yourself registered for the live chat room. We're going to be opening the chat room up every show, and go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information on how you can get registered. Also, if you're online holding right now and want to speak to me, dial 323-784-9638 and press 1, and I'll know you're on the air. Right now, we're on a short break. We'll be right back. Worldwide Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. The Tony Stallings Show with Tony Stallings returns. How can all this mess be? How can we get into that situation where we find ourselves where the media is not maintaining uh, proper coverage? Well, let, let me just give you something. I, I, I said I had statistics. I, I'm, I'm not going over any more statistics. That I didn't mean that. Listen to this, and, and listen to me carefully, because when I what I'm about to say uh, uh, is 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 tricky. So, so listen to it very carefully. I think this is very important because if we don't pitch in, if everybody doesn't care, if nobody cares, then we are turning our back on our missing people. What if that was your daughter that was missing when this young lady was on Facebook? Let me let me go back to that just a minute. I was on Facebook doing some research, and I saw these frantic posts coming through. This woman's child had been missing since Friday. It was now Saturday night. She was panicking. The police was telling her there was nothing they could do. They say they actually told her Sunday that there was nothing they can do because missing persons doesn't open until Monday. It's closed on the weekend. <laughs> that's what they told her. I don't mean to laugh, but I mean that, that's what they told her. And they listed her as a runaway. Listen to this. Now, according to the now, I'm going to give you a, a brief scenario. According to the federal business, well, the FBI. <laughs> Minority children make up 65% of the non-family abductions, okay? African-American children make up about 42%. But there was a, a, I'm going to pick a state, in Colorado, for instance, there was a search for children missing in Colorado on the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's website. It showed no black children as reported as missing, Right? A search for black children missing in Colorado on the website of Black and Missing Foundation, where Derricka and Natalie are founders, yielded no results. So you look, we look for, they, they look for missing black children on the Black and Missing site and in Colorado's database for the National Center for Missing, or the National Database. 
Nothing. I say so. Colorado, I need to move to Colorado because there's no black children missing there, right? What Derricka said uh, about that, she said, if we don't receive information about a missing person from that area, that area won't show up on our site, which makes sense. But why? Let me just tell you this. Let me explain to you why, okay? I'm going to do this without my glasses, so be patient. How, how a child is categorized is a crucial element. Now, some of you may know I have a background in law enforcement myself. I was once a trained police officer. And so when you go to these particular uh, 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 houses or, or particular venues and, and somebody's reporting somebody somebody's missing, it's really up to the officer how he codes that. Listen to this. Instead of being listed as an endangered missing, a child who is believed to be the victim of a family abduction or whose status is a runaway is less likely to receive media attention according to the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's website. Hold it right there. This is vital information. You are a friend or a loved one may have a person, God forbid, that comes up missing, and the police show up. What you need to do is you need to, you need to somehow let them know if you in your heart does not do not feel, if you know your child, and most people know their children, if this child is not a runaway, you need to make sure you ask them, are you listing her as an endangered missing? Because if so, you're not going to get the same kind of media. You're not going to get the help. I went to Walmart uh, the other night, and I looked at that board that has all the missing children on it, and they're all black. Most of them were black. But every last one of them, now that they brought this up, I paid it attention. Every last one of them said endangered, 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 endangered. Runaways. I'm looking like, how in the world can all these young girls be runaways? I'm not saying that they aren't. But I thought it odd that all the black children were runaways. Well, that's what... Uh, one of the things Derricka and I discussed off uh, the phone, off the, the air, that it's how police code. You know, Derek Derricka has a, a, a background in law enforcement, and I do too, so we kind of talked about it from that perspective. Now, if you are reported, let me tell you, if 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 it's a if it's if it's a a missing person, and their ongoing developments, organized visuals, events, and family advocates who keep the story in the news. Those are factors. So listen to me good now. I'm not talking to you for entertainment. I'm not being a talk show host. I'm telling you something that you really need to know. Part of my God-given mandate for this station. Listen to this. Cases in which there are ongoing, and this is from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's website. Cases in which there are ongoing developments, organized visuals, or events, and family advocates who keep the story in the news are other factors. Other factors are the ones that get the attention. I hope you heard that. 
I don't care if there's five people listening to me. I really don't care about numbers because this show goes into podcasts and it goes into iTunes. And I get thousands of listeners there. Thousands hear me on every show I have, every show. Many callers will call in and just hold, but that's why I'm saying this. I want to stress this. If you sleep, wake up. If you're drifting, wake up. If you're watching TV, wake up. Turn down the station, whatever you're doing, listen to me. That's what we got to do. That's what Derek was saying. This is the meat and potatoes. Get involved. They've only got three hours most time to live. What, because my life is okay? I don't give a rip. Get involved. Hold vigils. Hold organized events. Ongoing developments. Do what this woman did. When the police couldn't help her, she went to Facebook. Facebook is more for posting pretty quotes and Bible verses. It can be used as a tool to help us get our people found. It is a national tool, an international tool. And you know what? It really helped her because someone saw it and forwarded her to black and, black and missing. And then people on the site started looking for her children. And from what I, I, I read, somebody spotted the child and sent her on Facebook and said, this is why I think I saw the child. She starts coordinating efforts with people on Facebook that she didn't know. Everybody pitched in in that area that was on Facebook to help her find that child. Black and Missing Foundation got involved. They did it. They got involved with the with the media and the uh, and the Facebook uh, post. Then they found her child safe. But had she not been proactive? I mean, luckily the child was not uh, in any danger, but had she not been proactive, had she not been calling back-to-back the police, she kept calling the police. You know, look, what, what are y'all going to do about my child? They said, we're going to open until Monday. She would call back. She told Facebook, anybody, anybody see my child anywhere, call the police. In 2010, two professors did a study. This is going to be very interesting to you. They released a study comparing the uh, one of them was Professor Jay Min, and another one was Professor John Feaster. They released a study comparing the proportions of race. I hope I'm not muted. Oh, yeah. they they released a study comparing the proportions of race and gender from the news coverage of five national television stations between 2005 and 2007 to official children, missing children statistics. So they compared the, the, rate, the amount of people missing of race and gender compared to the official missing children statistics and the stations. What were the stations doing? The study showed that African-American and female missing children were significantly underrepresented in in t- television news media. Now, we know that. Now, here's what they're saying the reason could be. They're saying that the study argued that such things as newsroom diversity, people in there, different people have different viewpoints about what they think is important is what they're saying. News operation routines, the way they run the station, basically. 
media ownership, and get this, and commercial motives, the money of media contribute to the race and gender-related media bias. The money, it boils down to the money. According to Professor Min, she says, what I can tell you from unofficial observation, she's the one that did this study, is that the media are already well aware of the fact that they are missing children, that their missing children coverage is biased. They know it. She, she goes on to say, and I think over the recent years, the awareness helped some journalists to reevaluate their news coverage. Wow. You know, there are so many factors involved in how a missing child case will play out. And the lack of national media coverage is only one part of the problem, okay? That's only a part of the problem. Like Derrick said, we have to get involved. That's why I'm on this station right now. That's why I'm pleading to you to, to pass this on. You know, when, when, I, when I sign off in about 20 minutes, this show will go into podcast. Go to the Soul of America Radio website. Go to the Soul of America Radio Facebook page. Pass this on. I mean, we're disappearing lots. We're disappearing so many an hour. And I'm not trying to put any fear in you, but what if it hits close to home? Well, we can't wait for that. It's close to home anyway. Right? Natalie uh, Wilson, co-founder of the Black and Missing Foundation, said this, and I thought this was a profound statement. She said, it is time for all people, regardless of race, to be treated equally in their times of greatest need. And and that's, oh, my God, that sounds so much like something Dr. King would have said. It's time for all people, regardless of race, to be treated equally in their times of greatest need. That sounds just like something that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King would have expressed. The reasons, huh? Why the disparity in coverage? Several reasons have been uh, poised for this disparage coverage, both Main Street and tabloid. So Main Street and tabloid. Now, the most basic and obvious reason is because it pays. They get more money, you know, they get more viewers with pretty white women. That's what we want to hear about. We want to hear about the Natalie Holloways. We want to hear about them. We, we, that is important. They, most of their viewers are who they're trying to uh, draw attention to, and they just don't feel like black people are cutting it. We're not drawing the ratings. So you're missing child. You're missing wife. You're missing sister, mother. Not that important, right? Kevin Drum, according uh, reported, according to cable news, he was a cable, according to a cable news employee who was willing to state the obvious on an anonymous basis. He says we showcase missing young white attractive women because our research shows we get more viewers. It's about beating the competition and ad dollars. Crystal Zook, a professor at Columbia, says, who's appealing? Who's sexy? The virginal, pure, blonde princess is missing. 
Here's another theory, and this is a deep one. This theory here is going to blow your mind. This is going to blow your mind. I I have not heard of this until I got to do this show right here. That's when I heard about this particular theory here. I had never heard about it in my 50-plus years on this earth. Right after this break, I'm going to give it to you. Don't go nowhere. I'm going to give you this theory, and then we're going to wrap it up. I'll be right back. Right here on the Soul of America Radio. So say good night to the bad guy. Groovy. Welcome back to the Tony Starling Show. 323-784-9638. Press 1 if you want to speak to the host. We're back. And... I am back. Listen, this thing blew my mind when I first heard about it. I had never heard of this. Fifty-some years on this earth, I had never heard of this. And, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> it, it, when I heard it, well, let me just get to the facts. 
this was all over the news. I found out about this actually researching for Derricka and Natalie to come on to the show. And when I heard this, I just I stopped dead in my tracks. They were on a uh, on Ricky Lake show, one of the shows they were on. It might have been Washington Watch, but because um, you know, they've been all over, they've been on The View, they've been on uh, quite a few shows. The missing white woman syndrome. Wow, the the missing white woman syndrome. Don't write me and call me. Go to Wikipedia and look it up. It's on Wikipedia. The missing white woman syndrome. Check this out. The missing white woman syndrome, or they have an acronym for it, MWWS, is a phrase coined by social scientists and media commentators to describe the wall-to-wall coverage given in media reporting, especially TV, to missing person cases involving young, white, upper-class, white women or girls. The degree of coverage is usually compared with cases concerning a missing male or missing females or other ethnicities, socioeconomic classes, or perceived physical attractiveness. In other words, they, they, they're, they're judging this to be a missing white woman syndrome when you compare it to what they're not reporting. The actual phrase comes from Sherry Parks, an associate professor at the University of Maryland who used the term in a 2006 interview with CNN to describe this observed media trend. Anderson Cooper wrote a blog that had the title of Missing White Woman, he, he, Missing White Woman Syndrome, and I wanted to give you some comments that were from that blog, just so that you know how some of America, how some of America is feeling about what we've been talking about tonight. Number one, why does everything have to be about racism, he says. Number two, another comment says, following these stories lead me to think that class, not race, is the determinant for stories that are reported, which I, I, I agree with. Number three, quite frankly, CNN is the biggest perpetrator of turning these non-news items into focus on their broadcast. That is very important right there. Let me just explain to this. If anybody's listening to me 40 and under, you won't get this. 40-plus, you'll understand. When I grew up, we didn't have these constant news stations. There was no such thing. We watched the news at 10 o'clock at night, period, in the south. I'm sure in the, in the, in the north it was 11 o'clock. We watched the news one time a day and one time in the morning. That was it. It wasn't no all-day news. It was 5 o'clock, I'm sorry, 10 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the evening, 10 o'clock in the morning. We watched Country Boy 8 in the morning, but that's that's another thing. We didn't have this constant round-the-clock CNN stuff. Wasn't no such thing as CNN. Wasn't no such thing as all these different news agencies. It, it, in my town, we had Channel 12, Channel uh, uh, 32, and 6. That was it. So there wasn't room for all this coverage, but CNN will get a story. Let me tell you, when, uh, the Barber story, for instance, and I'm not going to stray from my from my topic. They talked about that. They, they were just saying the same thing over and over and over. Natalie Holloway, when she was missing, they drove it in the freaking ground. Now, don't get me wrong. I was very much agitated by the fact that she was missing. 
I was praying for her and the family. Don't get me wrong. Natalie Holloway is not a bad, the family's not bad. There's nothing wrong with them at all. They didn't do anything. And I don't blame, there's no blame there. There's nothing blamed, uh, in other words. This isn't anti-Natalie Holloway. We even said her name a couple of times tonight. I have said prayers for her family and her mom. I met her mom uh, once at a Starbucks. I have said prayers for for the family. But CNN wore it out, man. Nancy Grace, all these people. It was all over the place. But Felicia, the young lady we talked about earlier, had no coverage. Missing white woman syndrome. Missing white woman syndrome. I had never heard of that. And another comment I wanted to just give you one one or two more of these things. The people and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read that junk. People, what they've been saying is, is why are y'all talking about race? Uh, and I assume that most of these are, are white Americans that that are making these comments uh, based on some of the things they say. I, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Why does everything have to be about race? They said. Well, in this instance, let me explain this as I wrap the show up. The problem I have with what's going on here, and this is I'm, I'm wrapping up now. <laughs> The problem I'm having with what's going on here is that, like Derricka said, we're working against a timeline. Being uh, from law enforcement, I know that we have certain elements that things statistically happen in a certain way at a certain time when people turn up missing or something happened. Every crime has a certain statistical way it happens. And what I mean by that is, like she said, and this is you can get these facts online, Within three hours, usually the missing person is dead if it's foul play, within three hours. Usually within 20, no, no more than 24 hours if it's going to happen. We're working on a timeline here. We don't have time for, we don't have time for, 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 for money issues. We're not looking for ratings. That shouldn't be the time to look for ratings. But the most important thing I wanted to get over to you tonight is this. We can't continue to point the fingers at the media saying you are bad people. Help us, help us, help us. In in the movie Roots, when they caught Chicken George, you remember Chicken George had a plan. And Chuck Connors, who played the the the, the his, you know the former master of him, discovered his plan and thought he caught Chicken George off guard. Chicken George walked up behind him with a pistol and said, "Now, what you go? What do you do when they discover your plan?" He said, "You get yourself another plan." That's what we got to do, people. Listen. The most important thing I said tonight, if nothing else, was visuals. Events. If you see somebody, if you notice somebody, like I did on Facebook, posting these pictures, get involved, share it on your page. Open your page up to these missing kids. I've seen so many black missing kids floating around on Facebook. Share them on your page. Please. We have partnered with Black and Missing Foundation. And you can go to soulofamericaradio.com and look to the left and see Black and Missing Foundation. Go to that site. Look around. If you can't find it on the just go to soulofamericaradio.com, look to the left, click on it, 
Look around their site. Get involved. Stay in touch. We have got to be the eyes and ears for each other. Nobody else is going to do it, people. It's up to me and you. I'm doing right now. The reason I'm doing this show is I didn't I didn't expect many people to want to listen to this. This isn't a sexy show. I hadn't done sexy shows in a couple of weeks. God's been dealing with me about sexy shows. I don't care. I don't care if nobody listens. I care about doing the right thing. I care about getting this information out there to you. That's my job. Your job is to pray and do the right thing. I can't do nothing else. People are dying. They're missing children out there right now. There are terrified parents out there right now. And the media is not going to cover it. So what? We're going to have to move on. We're going to have to do it ourselves. Nothing else we can do. We're going to have to have each other's back. Okay? It's been a blast tonight. Next week we're going to do the elderly uh, series and finish the last one up. Uh, go to uh, uh, Black and... Uh, Missing Foundation's website. Uh, I'm gonna give. It's on the Soul of America Radio. Uh, so go to www.soulofamericaradio.com and look around. They've got it to where you can even put in your zip code, your city, and look for missing kids in your area. Please go do that. If you don't do nothing else, I ask you to do tonight. Do that because somebody, you may see somebody you know, and call them up and help some child some female, somebody that's missing. Please do that. Go to that site. Next week, uh, uh, join Jay on Monday, J.R. Thicklin, for Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Join me back. Uh, Sunday, I'm going to be giving a message. I do Sunday messages now at 3.30. I I relay the word of God. If you've missed it, go to soulofamericaradio.com. And uh, go to you should be able to get that information there. Y'all have a blessed evening. Enjoy your weekend. And remember uh, to always keep soaring no matter what happens.